0: I used to have a fear of being seen in public as a gay man. I had a very conservative Southern Baptist upbringing and my father was a Southern Baptist minister in a small town. From a very early age, I was used to being in the spotlight. My sister and I were always expected to be on our best behavior in public. We were always told that the public is always watching us. I knew early on that I was different from the other boys, but I didn't exactly understand why until I matured and grew a bit. When I turned 18, I began living my truth as an out gay man. The glitz and glamour, the bright lights and the loud music of the gay clubs soon became my safe space. The drag queens wearing the fabulous rhinestones and flashy costumes soon became the people that I looked up to. Outside this safe haven, I was terribly afraid of being recognized by someone I knew. I was still leading a double life. We had moved to a megachurch in the state of South Carolina. I soon found myself on the television and radio station broadcast teams at the church. To the churchgoers, I was by all accounts the perfect minister's son. Wednesday through Saturday nights, however, you could find me in my haven. The one place I felt I could truly be myself. I felt free but afraid. I felt alive but trapped. I felt daring but timid. It felt like my two worlds were splitting me down the middle and pulling me in half. Eventually, I stopped attending the megachurch and found myself drawn to study other religions and belief systems from around the world. Many of those teach that it is okay to do what you want, and what makes you happy, as long as you don't harm yourself or others. I soon found myself becoming more comfortable in the gay clubs, even though I was still pretty much a wallflower. A couple of years later, we had our first gay pride march in my sleepy southern town. When I heard there were plans for this march, I quickly ran out and found the gayest things I could find. I ended up with a rainbow bandana and a sparkly sequined blue shirt that was truthfully probably too tight. This was it. This was going to be my moment. I just knew it. A few of the friends that I talked to at the gay club had mentioned they were going to go to the march to demand our equal rights so we devised a plan to carpool. Yes, we're here, we're queer, but that doesn't mean we can't think about Mother Earth. Besides, how else am I going to get there with no car? Here it is, the big day. I haven't slept a wink all night, so 6 a.m. I'm sitting on the edge of my bed. I look over at my dresser where my new sparkly sequin shirt and my big gay bandana are hanging, and I can't help but smile all the while the butterflies are fluttering inside me. An hour that felt like eternity passed as I got ready. I looked at myself in the mirror and I smiled with pride for probably the first time in my adult life. I emerged from my bedroom and quickly hurried out of the house. I didn't want my parents or my sister to see me and begin asking a million and one questions. When we arrived downtown we were met with masses of very vocal evangelical protesters. They were all shouting proclamations of my eternal damnation and my sure punishment in the fires of hell. We weren't sure what to expect as we approached the gathering site of our town's first ever pride march. We thought it would be great if there was twenty of us, that way we could at least defend ourselves if we needed to. As we walked past the hundreds and hundreds of loud protesters, that fear of mine quickly reasserted itself with a vengeance. We pressed on trying not to let fear get the better of us, but this is the Deep South and the Bible Belt. This is a place where clan meetings are a regular occurrence. We walked on toward the parking lot, and I thought it was very ironic that it was the Universalist Unitarian Fellowship, a church of all places. As we walked into the parking lot, our fears were immediately put to rest. There were people here hundreds of people we were greeted with cheers and applause as we entered the crowd soon the organizers got on a megaphone and began reminding everyone to remain calm and safe and above all do not feed the protesters we set off we all began to cheer we began to sing we began to chant We were here and we were declaring that we are valid and we exist. We have a right to live just as we are. We marched through the streets. I realized that this was my Dr. King moment. I realized that along with the hundreds of others that were there, we were making history. This was our line in the sand and there was no going back. It was probably the single most freeing experience of my life. I felt like I had emerged into the sunlight for the first time ever. I felt like my old life had been left far behind. Since that day, I have lived my life free. I have attended our Pride March and Festival every year since. I have seen our number grow from hundreds into the tens of thousands. I knew that I had to do something to give back to this community that literally embraced me with open arms that September day all those years ago. I began working on the board of directors of our local Pride organization, and people began to recognize me on the street. People knew me. Everyone here suddenly knew who I was. I liked this feeling. I wanted more. I realized that with the recognition I was now receiving and my exploding social media presence, I could do even more good. I began using my online presence to encourage others and to offer messages of love and hope and support. I now serve on the board of directors of an LGBTQ nonprofit support group as their director of communications. My live videos and my posts get thousands of views. My message of hope reaches thousands of people every day. I look back on that dual life that I used to lead and I still remember the fear that once gripped me. Now I am thankful that fear has turned into a passion for service. A passion for helping to make the world a better place, even if it is just one person at a time.